0: So today, I wanted to talk about a question that I get pretty often, um, should I pay my house off? There are always going to be two camps. Everyone views debt differently, everyone has a different comfort level with debt. Am I better off just paying something off and increasing my cash flow and giving myself a cash flow buffer um, versus investing in something else? When inflation is significantly high and your interest rate is so low, you're actually printing money. Over time, the value of your house is going to be so much more and the value of that loan, because that Interest rate is fixed. You fix it. It's capped. Over time, the value of that loan is actually decreasing. If you purchase a home for four hundred thousand dollars two years ago, or or you know ten years ago, and you refinance it now, you have a two percent interest rate. Thirty years later, that house is going to be worth eight hundred thousand dollars. So, what is the worth of that loan? Welcome to Generational Wealth MDs podcast on financial freedom through investing in real estate. My name is Param Balatandapani. I'm a mom, radiologist, real estate investor, and mentor to others looking to start or scale their real estate portfolios. Thank you for being here today. The goal of this podcast is to provide you with inspiration, strategies, and insight so that you can stop trading your time for money and live life on your terms. If you love the episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. So today I wanted to talk about a question that I get Pretty often, I recently got this question from one of my closest friends. Um, they have a 15-year loan on their uh, primary residence, and they are also they were also part of the Creating Generational Freedom program. And um, they have a bunch of rentals that they are self-managing, and so they're doing great. They're um, you know on track for their goals. But a uh, question I got from her recently was, uh, you know, that her husband was intent on. Uh, Uh, taking a big chunk of money that they put aside for investing in their next property and paying down their primary home loan. And this is a question that comes up quite a bit. Um, Should I pay my house off, you know? Um, And it's a very controversial question because at the very essence, the question addresses debt, the way we look at debt, right? And there are always going to be two camps. um, And everyone views debt differently. Everyone has a different comfort level with debt. And so this this is essentially for those of you um, who are thinking, I don't want debt or I'm going to wait to be debt-free before I invest or if you're even confused about it. And I want to be very honest and upfront. Um, At the stage that I am, um, I I just want you to know, even when I started investing, uh, we tend to follow our mentors and the people before us and um, we try to replicate their models. And my mentor uh, had a lot of properties that he had invested in You know, paying all cash, and he didn't have debt on them, Um, and he did that because he primarily wanted more cash flow. And I saw that, and I know that I switched my model, and I've done this in the past where I purchased something outright. And even at this point, being financially free, when my goal is to live off of my rental portfolio, um, I am often, you know, I've often had this urge to either pay off my primary residence or whenever I have extra cash, right? I'm thinking, because especially since I always talk about recycling cash, where you're going ahead and using strategies and doing either rehabs or tax strategies, and you're using the same pool of money over and over again. I find myself, when I find myself with a big enough chunk of money, I I go through the same thing. Okay, am I better off just paying something off and increasing my cash flow and giving myself a cash flow buffer um, versus investing in something else, right? So I think all of us face this question. And um, I want to start off by talking about one end of the spectrum, right, which I we'll call the Dave Ramsey camp, which uh, where you're essentially anti-debt. And I want to start off by talking about Dave Ramsey's particular situation, the the situation that he was in in 2008. Um, he had a bunch of properties uh, with commercial loans on them. And the problem with commercial loans is that if you don't meet certain criteria, the lenders can repossess the home. Um, and um, in a recession or um, in times of economic crisis it's it's often possible for you to be in that situation right where you aren't able to make your mortgage payments where you are not cash flow positive you aren't hitting your dscr requirements Um, and so that's why he found himself in a precarious position now that being said how does that apply to the homeowner who's considering what they should do with their primary residence When you have a primary uh, residence and you have owner-occupied financing, you typically have a 30-year fixed loan product, right? Hopefully that's what you have. And um, in the current environment, most of us have an interest rate that is close to 2%, right? 2%, that's what you have. And so if you actually look at it, what we have, that's a very different loan product to what Dave Ramsey had, right? Now, what we have and what we also have is currently a negative... Real interest rate environment um and so what what's actually happening is that um if your interest rate is two percent and inflation is at six or seven percent, then your asset your the debt that you have that two percent fixed thirty year long term debt that you have is actually the asset that you have more so than the house, right so your debt is actually the asset and i'm I'm actually um taking this from an article i um I saw Bronson Hill post-recently, and I think it makes so much sense, it actually puts it into perspective. When inflation is significantly high and your interest rate is so low, you're actually printing money, and over time, the value of your house is gonna be so much more, and the value of that loan, because that interest rate is fixed, you've fixed it, it's capped, over time, the value of that loan is actually decreasing, right? Um, And if you purchase a home for $400,000, uh, suppose you purchased this two years ago or, or you know, 10 years ago and you refinanced it. Now you have a two percent interest rate um, on that primary residence and you have a three hundred thousand um, loan on the property. Thirty years later, that house is going to be worth eight hundred thousand dollars. So what is the worth of that loan? Right. So it, you have to always look at it in terms of what's happening with inflation which is why you will hear people say that the best hedge against inflation is fixed long-term debt and it makes sense to leverage other people's money because what we have right there is inflation debt destruction, right? Um, and that's what many of, that's a circumstance many of us are in, right? And like I said, this is, this is drama that goes on in my head also, if I'm being completely honest, but the important thing to always remember is um, what is actually happening over time um, and um, how much you're actually benefiting from that 2% interest rate loan. And like I said, that is your asset and why would you pay that down? Now, when Dave Ramsey talks about debt, he says that debt is actually risky and he is right. But again, it depends on what kind of debt you have and what you're doing with the money instead of paying it down, right? Um, And so if you are using that to invest, then you want to be investing the right way and if you're investing in real estate and i talk about real estate because your returns are significantly higher if you're investing in real estate then if you are risk mitigating if you know exactly how to invest if you're significantly lowering your risk which you can do then then that debt is actually um, your best hedge against inflation. That's a tool that you can use for wealth building, right? And to accelerate towards financial independence. And if for those of you who uh, haven't signed up yet, the three-day live event, um, 10XE Financial Freedom Through Real Estate, that's a lot of what we're going to talk about is risk mitigation and investing in the current environment. So if you haven't signed up, join us. It's March 16th to the 23rd. That's generationalwealthmd.com slash event. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about risk mitigation. And I think that's a big part of um, of the conversation also. It's what you do with that money and how you invest it is going to be a big part of how your overall um, wealth strategy is being planned, right? Okay, so that's one part of it. So when you have that debt, now we know that, you know, once you factor on in inflation, if you have an interest rate at 2 to 3%, then that debt is actually super beneficial. Let's look at the, the, uh, the other side of this. If you were to pay down that primary residence where you have you know, um, that the, the this great loan product that is at a 2% to 3% interest rate and you have long-term fixed debt. If you were to pay it down, what you're actually doing is that you're locking in all the money. Suppose you were to pay $300,000 down, right? You were to put $300,000 towards paying that home down. What you're actually doing is you're locking that $300,000 at a 3% rate of return, over the next 30 years and that's because that is what national historic market appreciation is and when you've completely paid down the house that's what you're locking it in at. and that's the question you need to ask yourself am i okay with a three percent interest rate being locked in for the next um 30 years or um you know um given my options at this point that's the question you need to be asking yourself so now i want to um change course a little bit and talk about investment properties right so how does this apply to investment properties then uh, is it better to uh, pay all cash or is it better to leverage and i've talked about this in multiple other podcasts so we're going to keep it short but just to give you a concise overview i, I talk about this example all the time if i had two hundred thousand dollars and i purchased one single family home and i paid all cash for it 10 years down the line um i would have of equity in that home considering normal market appreciation conditions um, and talking about national historic averages right so from 200 I go to $260,000 in terms of so that's a $60,000 equity increase over time right Uh, when when I paid for the home completely. Now suppose I were to take the same $200,000 and use it to put 25% down into four separate homes and I buy four turnkey homes i'm not doing any rehabs i'm not doing anything fancy i'm not even tapping into tax strategies here after 10 years because i now have four properties what happens is and i have run the numbers for typical hybrid markets and your cash flow gets doubled when you use leverage in the right markets right the markets where you're closer to that one percent rule not necessarily at the one percent rule but if you're where your price to rent ratio is actually favorable and if you're um in you know um you're Purchasing those kind of properties, so if you were to buy four properties for two hundred thousand dollars at the end of ten years, your equity in those properties would be all the way up to five hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So you're taking the same two hundred thousand dollars, and at the end of ten years, with one property, you're at two hundred and sixty in equity, and if you had the four properties, you'd be at five hundred and sixty thousand dollars in equity, and that's because of debt paydown that's happening over time, where you're paying down a portion of the a portion of the rent goes towards paying down the the principal portion of the mortgage. And because of appreciation that's happening over time, but now that you have four properties, what's happening is that for each of those properties, you have a 4X multiplier because you're using leverage, and you end up getting six times the equity increase over those 10 years than you would if you had a single property right and that's what you need to look at Um, that's how powerful leverage can be when you're using it for investment properties Um, I made that mistake in the past and um, since then I've been a little more intentional about what I want my leverage to be um, in withdrawal or in retirement Uh, again you're loan to uh, the loan to value of your portfolio is going to shift, I am more conservative, I'm not leveraged at 80 to 90%. I'm probably closer to um, 50 to 60%. But uh, even then, I think it's very important to be intentional about where you want to be, right. And um, for those of you who are looking for the full podcast on this, that we do have a podcast episode and a blog post um, about how leverage impacts your um, rental portfolio. Now, the important thing to also remember is that if you are someone who is able to tap into the advanced tax strategies for short-term rentals or for long-term rentals using the real estate professional status like I can, then you have the added benefit of using leverage to purchase multiple properties and really, um, you know, quadruple um, or, you know, significantly increase the tax sheltering that you can get, right? That's something else to keep, uh, keep in mind. And if you're Forcing appreciation, you're adding value um, by doing rehabs. Then you have multiple properties doing that. Again, you're boosting your returns significantly. But even without that, that first example was just for turnkey um, rentals. Um, even if you were not tapping into those advanced tax strategies, right? So that just shows you how powerful leverage can be when you're using it correctly, right? And again, the keyword word is picking the right market, picking the right properties, and so. Um, and, you know, really de-risking, knowing where you want to be in terms of leverage. All of those things are really important, running your numbers right, making sure those properties cash flow. We're going to talk about a lot of that during the 3-Day Live event, so um, make sure you hop on there. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is, So, what if you're purchasing now in the current interest rate environment and your interest rate is, say, 7% for um, a primary home or if you're closer to 9%, if you're getting a DSCR loan product to buy investment properties. So, the question then is, well, does this environment still, you know, does leverage still make sense in this environment? And, you know, there comes a point when you're under 4% then it's almost a no-brainer, right? As long as you're investing right, you should be fine. When you get to those higher interest rates now, and that could be with credit cards or even with uh, mortgage rates, the question is, uh, does that shift how I should be thinking about things? And it's important to remember that we're still in a 6% right now with interest rates the way they are. Inflation is still pretty high. We're still at 6%, right? And so that does give you an advantage when you're investing because your rents and market prices do go up based on inflation but i think the most important the key takeaway over there in these scenarios is going to be when you're in a high interest rate environment the question you need to ask yourself is um what are you going to do with that money if you're using other people's money to purchase properties and you're you know you're not using your money the question is what are you going to do with your money how are you investing it and and that's always it's always that arbitrage between the interest rate and what your returns are when you invest. And that's what helps you make that decision. If you are investing, and you're investing in something that's where your returns are 20 to 25%, I mean, sometimes with short term rentals, you know, within our community, um, our uh, investors are getting 100% ROI in year one. Now, that arbitrage there, that makes it a no brainer, right? So again, it depends on how you're investing. And when you are looking at what you're investing in, this is the time that you need to Consider all the components, not just cash flow. You'll be looking at cash flow. Uh, you'll be looking at debt pay down. You'll be looking at market appreciation. If you're forcing appreciation, factor that in. If you're tapping into those advanced tax strategies, this is where you tap it in. This is where you use proformas um, to see what makes sense for you and then you make a decision based on that arbitrage. Uh, and so again, like I said, we'll talk about a lot of those things in the three day live event. And um, you can hop on there. Um, and the, the link is generationalwealthmd.com slash event. Hey there. If you are thinking that the only path to retirement is working harder, saving more, and investing in the stock market till you hit 65, I invite you to the 10x year financial freedom through real estate experience. This free virtual coaching event from March 16th to the 23rd is going to be a game changer. And yes, I know that you can do it even in the current market with interest rates the way they are and even through a recession. Because market price is just one part of the equation in real estate. And I'm going to show you a time-tested, proven strategy where you can tap into other ways to boost your real estate portfolio returns that you have absolute control over that will get you to financial freedom in a fraction of the time. So if you're ready to take back control of your time and income, if you're struggling with getting your first long-term or short-term rental and want to do it right, if you're ready to go from a handful of rentals to 10 x in your portfolio, I'm going to be going over my proven framework that I used to get to financial freedom at 41 Plus, we will be figuring out your smart goals and action plan, taking into account your risk appetite, goals, and resources. And we'll be figuring out the small next step and timeframes that you need to set to actually help you move the needle so you can accelerate the financial freedom while paying less in taxes and creating a recession-resilient portfolio. I want you to go ahead and register for the event at generationalwealthmd.com/event and i will see you soon